Welcome to The Positive Effect. My name's April Sobral, and I am the founder of RetailU.ca and the author of The Positive Effect, a retail leader's guide to changing the world. I've had an amazing 25-year career in retail where I've traveled across the globe. I have worked and inspired thousands of leaders. And in this weekly podcast, I bring to you my retail friends and network conversations that will inspire you and encourage you to further your career in retail or beyond. We talk about leadership lessons learned and tips and tricks that can help you be a successful leader. So get ready to be inspired. And if you're looking for more leadership development, sign up at www.retailu.ca. And I'll see you on a live call soon. All right, we're live again. It's Wednesday. It's April. I'm back with the positive effect. Um, every week I come uh, live to have a conversation with a retail leader that's had a positive effect on the business that they ran and the people that they worked with because the positive effect of leadership cannot be underestimated. And this week, I am really excited to bring Brett Halliday on uh, to the Positive Effect Live um, to share his story with our audience. So, Brett, welcome to the Positive Effect. Hi, April. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, I'm I'm really so interested in your story because you were, you know at one retailer for such a long time. And I find that so challenging because you've got to keep reinventing and building and reinventing. And I think that's one of the hardest things for, for leaders to do, you know, instead of just going and fixing. So can't wait to hear all about what you achieved and, and how you did that. So we're going to jump right into it. We've got about 30 minutes to chat with you today. Um, and so start, if you want to start off, tell us a bit about your story um, before retail, how you got into retail, because we always find it really fascinating and interesting how we all end up in retail. Um, some of us thought of it as a, a, a real career. Some of us just fell into it. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear your story. Yeah. Well, I, I think like most people, it was probably accidental, really. I, I, I think most people accidentally fall into retail. Nobody grows up and I suppose when if you think back to when we were four and five and six years old and everyone goes what do you want to do we all dressed up as firemen or policemen or nurses or doctors I mean there was always the stereotypical uh, idea of this is what I'm going to do when, when we're children and no one ever very rarely I would imagine dressed up as a shopkeeper or a retailer and said I'm going to go and I'm going to go and sell jewelry for a living because that didn't even cross my mind so um look uh yeah, it was accidental. I, I left school and I suppose not many people would know, but you know, I, I left school and went into the workforce in an industrial town in Sydney in Australia. Um, at 15, I finished grade 10 and off to the steelworks I went like my dad and his father before him and a very big coal mining town. So most of the boys in the town ended, ended the, the steel or the um, industrial workforce at a very young age. Wow. I then navigated and or and changed careers, and I joined the Royal Australian Navy um, at eighteen, and and spent the next six years, or most of most of the good parts of six years, at sea, travelling the world, and that's really where I grew up. You know, I grew up. I learnt disciplines. Um, 
um, I was trained to be a aircraft controller radar plotter, which wow. was a little bit, a little bit different. So I spent a lot of years traveling, traveling the world, and you know, and 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 really understanding and and learning um, just all about people management. You know, mm. living on a ship with three hundred other people, you know, you've got to get along, right? Or there's <laughs> lots of lots of fights or arguments. And so living in in close quarters with a diverse range of people. Um, working hard, working 24-7, you know, there's no breaks. You really have to start to learn to get along with people and understanding personalities and behaviours. Um, and that was really, I suppose, really when I look back at it, a great, a, I suppose, a, a, a great learning experience for a life in retail. Um, and then when I got out of the Navy, I thought, okay, what do I do now? And I stumbled across and was fortunate enough to be recruited by Michael Hill. And Michael Hill, Jewel, had just and he recently just entered Australia. This is back in 1993. And uh, they just entered and a, a guy rang me and said, hey, this would be really cool. And I thought, I've never worked in retail, <laughs> let alone jewellery, didn't know anything about, about it or never worked in retail in my life. Um, but, but it was on the basis that they were expanding. There was lots of growth. They had a great business model. And I could actually learn about business, you know, learn um, – selling and managing people, working in a team, uh, learning a business model to ultimately one day maybe be a businessman. And then who knows, 27 years later, I'm sitting in Canada um, with a, with an 86 door chain under my belt and, you know, and so many great stories and, and, a, and an amazing career uh, to be very thankful for. And um, yeah, it was very special. So it was an amazing journey, amazing journey. Yeah. So when you started off at Michael Hill, did you ever think that you would be president of the no. chain in Canada? No, no, no. Who, who, who would have thought? Yeah, we, we, we had, I think, at that stage, about 12 stores in Australia. And I was a, a trainee manager in a, in a store in Canberra. And, and I thought, yeah, this will be cool. And actually, the manager that I'm still friends with today that recruited me, he said, look, I'm going to do this for a couple of years. I'm going to learn how to read a P&L and run a business and then I'm going to open my own businesses. And he did. He left a couple of years later. Um, he went and opened his own little news agencies. And, um, and so then I got the keys one day. He said, I'm leaving. Here's the keys and you're now the manager. And that was it. <laughs> like, and away I went. And um, so I think how it progressed was um, I just take, I just, and I, I just took every opportunity, you know, mm. um, I, uh, there was a new store opening, so I took that, and then I moved to Queensland for a new opportunity. And you know, and you know, I, I was in close contact with Michael, and he had his vision and and goal um, to have stores everywhere globally. And 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 so I just took on opportunities, you know. And mm. I was fortunate enough to um, go to new areas um, and, and learnt by trial and error. Um, and then when. <laughs> When the opportunity to come to Canada, you know, we jumped at it as a family and we moved here in 2007 and, and then opened 86 stores across, uh, across Canada, you know, and, and what, a, what, a what a blast that was. You know, was oh, I'm expensive. sure. Yeah. If, you're, if you're jumped, I'm just seeing people jump on the chat. Hey, Dean, hey, hey to a few of you that are always our regulars showing up, just put in the chat where you're coming from because we love to know where everybody's coming from across the globe. You know, LinkedIn's like a, an international retail community, which is awesome. So, you know... I mean, what I'm hearing from you is, um, and I'm, I'm saying this because our audience is, is like retail managers, leaders, directors, people that want to grow in their career. And you have this story all the way from 
sales floor, shop, shop manager, you know, training manager, all the way up to a president of a chain. I mean, that's pretty impressive. A lot of people when I worked in the stores were like, how do I get your job, you know? And, and it's inspiring for people to, to hear people like yourself talk about your career because it is possible. It is, um, you know, you are able to have an amazing career in retail. Like you said, we didn't think about that when we were younger, you know, playing, but, but it totally is. So what inspired you to grow and continue in your retail career in your leadership role? Because that was obviously a decision you made at some point, right? Like to continue yeah. to grow. Yeah, it, it was, I suppose, a combination of the, the biggest thing that was working in retail was um, the ability to lead teams. You know, I, I come from a sporting background and grew, grew up, you know, in, in a, you know, competitive sports. Um, but leading teams and retail is a perfect opportunity, you know, as we were growing teams and the ability to lead teams and to um, bring people, bring people into the business, um, watch them learn a new skill, develop and be successful and obviously then expand. And we were fortunate enough to be expanding. And I suppose it was... I suppose I just bought in, you know, bought into to the growth. It was, you know, we could clearly see, and Michael was quite visionary. Like Michael always shared the dream of, you know, a thousand stores by 22. We're going to have a thousand stores. We're going to be global. And we, we all had that. We were able to see his vision. Um, he could articulate it well. Um, and there was constant growth. Um, so it was really not so much that we needed to be forced to do it, but, but we wanted to. We wanted mm. to be part of the success. Um, and obviously success breeds success, you know, like, and, and as we grew, there's more opportunities. Um, and it was just about growing yourself. You know, we all wanted to get better. Um, obviously, there was a, a monetary and a, and a financial reward there to it, but that didn't play a part. It, and for me, it was, I had a young family. It was, you know, what is the next 20 years going to look like? And, and I suppose because we had a... a promote from within culture you know we had a succession culture and people were growing and being promoted from within um i i could see that i could stay with this organization and have a long career and progress my career i could learn more constantly learn but also provide for and and give security to my family you know without mm. um without having to jump from company to company to company which uh, just suited my style yeah, yeah, I know. It's amazing. I'm going to go back. I know I sent you it. I know I have a list of questions that I give out to people before they jump on here. But sometimes you say something, somebody says something, and I'm like, oh, I want to ask more questions around that. So this wasn't on the list, but I'm going to ask you anyway, because you touched on uh, um, internal succession planning from within. Okay. Yeah. Now, how how do you create that or give us some practical things of like, you say that, but what does that look like? Because I work for organizations that always went external. And then the last organization I went to, we actually really did succession plan from within. And we really believed in like moving people from stores to DM up. I took a store manager that was her first job in retail. Uh, she was a store manager at David's Tea and she became a district manager. She left to go, no, she went to go and be a DM somewhere else. And then I brought her back as a regional director. Now, within six years, she went from a store manager to a regional director and people were like, you're taking a bit of a risk. And I was like, well, no, I know I, I have the tools to succession plan and she's got that natural ability to do it. And now she's still with the company as a regional director. And that that's not often that happens, but how do, how, how do you create that? 
Yeah, that, 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 that's a good question because, and there will always be the debate whether, you know, is promotion from within or um, internal promotion the right thing? And are you missing out on people that are outside the organisation and good people? And I think it's, it's, it's a balance of both. Mm. Um, in the early days, I think, you know, we were, we were a very fast growth organisation. You know, we were rapidly growing. And, you know, when I was in Canada, you know, I went through four or five years of, of you know, we were opening 14 stores a year. Mm. And so, you know, to, to grow that quickly um, and obviously in specialty retail, you know, jewellery is quite special. Um, you know, it's very directly linked to face-to-face selling. I mean, there's lots of skills. It's, um, there's a lot of um, knowledge around it. But it's, it, it was important to have people moving through for our model. Um, so how do you create it? It's, it? it's getting out to the shop floor and having lots of coffees, you know. So as, as the president or the leader, you know, even before me in Australia, you know, Michael and the CEO, we were always in the stores. Mm. Like we lived in the stores, you know, and for the first five years in Canada, I didn't have an office. I worked out in my basement. You know, my, my office was the stores. And so being in the stores on the shop floor, whether you were the, the manager, the regional manager, the, 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 the president or whatever, the HR director, like we, we were in the stores um, and that's how you build that culture, you know. Everybody's there. No, 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 one's, no one's above serving a customer. No mm. one's above making a sale. Um, and so building that brand. Um, then I think to back it up and where we, where we made the big change, especially in Canada, we actually re, uh, we created and built a retail academy, an internal retail academy. Mm. And we recognised um, through RCC, we won the Retail Academy, our, our Retail Council of Canada, of Canada Award one year for our Retail Academy. And that, that changed things because um, we actually had a place internally that we could actually bring our people together and, and you know, get them together in groups and, and actually train them. But we also promoted from within, you know, the, mm. the regional managers come from store managers and, the, you know, the trainees moved into stores. Um, and I think word spread, you know, like from a recruiting point of view, you know, the, the team of managers that we had in place were all recruited from referrals. Right, right. People wanted to join the organisation because word spread that, hey, you can join this, you can join this business as a, as a trainee manager and then be a regional manager in maybe five, six, eight years' time. And so there was, I, I, I think I think it was... Um, it organically happens. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. Orga- organically happens, right? And that's why I say the yeah. positive effect of leadership, it, it's huge. It goes far beyond the four walls of the store, far beyond um, the company that you work for, because as a leader in retail today, um, your effect of how you treat people, how you train people, how you promote people, how you encourage people, it, it's word of mouth, right? People here, yeah. I know people always wanted to join my team. Some people would call me and say, if you're looking like I, I, I want to join your team, I'm like, well, not now, but maybe in six months I'll have a role. And then I could just call somebody and say, hey, I've got a role right now. Do you want to join? Yeah. And they'd be like, sign me up, you know? And I think that can't be, um, can't, can't be talked about enough, but yeah. I'm going to switch gears and go into another question, okay? So what did you learn throughout your time as president of Michael Hill? Like, what's a big <clears throat> lesson? Because I love sharing these with our audience, oh, you know. <laughs> look, um, 
the, the, the biggest one, and I think this isn't just from, from, from Michael Hill, right? This is, you know, I've learned from a lot of people, but um, the, the teams are the heroes. Mm. Our frontline workers are the heroes. And, you know, it, it's interesting. We, we, we developed and we had a, um, an internal employee handbook that people got when they first started. And um, on the second page, like you opened it on the, on, the, on the inside of the first page, there was the corporate structure and it was store staff and CEO at the bottom. We actually mm. flipped it. So, so people that join the organisation as a salesperson and they opened their employee handbook, they saw that they were the top of the food chain. Like the teams are the heroes. Like I'm, I was only as good as my teams. You know, and that's the that's the that's the the biggest one. And so it's about how do you celebrate? How do you celebrate them all the time? How do you serve them better? How do you spend time with them? How do you teach them? How do you develop them? And then how do you give them opportunities to grow, which then creates that culture of of people want to stay, they want to mm. grow, they want to develop their skills. Um, and and that's and a it's, great. Yeah, that's it's, a, a, I, it's a sense of belonging. You know, it's it's yeah, like a, the tribe. I think effect. that's a. I think that's a great um, just nugget for anybody if you're at any level. If you're an assistant manager, you're a store manager, a DM, you're a director, you're a VP, president, CEO, whatever role you are, to like walk into your job tomorrow and actually flip it upside down, put your, you know, your team above you and actually have this mindset of like, if my team are the people I serve and they're more important than me, what would my behaviors look like today? How, how would I show up? How would I speak to people? You know, what would what would I do? Um, would I be more present? Would I observe more? That kind of stuff, right? We were talking about that a little bit earlier before we got on, just being more present and observing and like really being there to celebrate because you can't do that if you're not present, if you're not be paying attention, if you're not being mindful, if you're not observing what's going on, you can't recognize people. You can't you can't have that that um, culture. It's not possible. Yeah. Super yeah. important. Yeah. All right, I have another question for you. Sorry, go Can ahead. Can I say one more? I, <laughs> yeah, had, I, had yeah. I had three things wrote down. The other one was to um, search for and develop your successes. Mm. Your, your, your whole goal, my whole whole job as a president was how do I find and how do I develop my successes? And the greatest, the greatest thing to me is now leaving Michael Hill and having my successes that I recruited years ago in that, in that position and they will be far better than what I ever was. Like they, they will do a, and, 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 and nothing's more rewarding than watching people develop into a succession plan. Um, and then the other one is to carve out time for, for thinking. The hardest thing is, yeah, we're all so busy, but you have to carve out time for thinking. And, and it's, you, you, it's got to be in there. It's got to be undistracted and you've got to think about because as you advance your career, the bit most important part is to think about where, think about the future and what you should be doing, and not being stuck in the stuck in the weeds. Oh, that is that is music to my ears because in the positive effect, act, which is accept, create, teach, create. The second step is about thinking time. It's about envisioning. It's about thinking because visualization is key and you can't do that if you're not thinking and you're not spending that time. You, you need to really put calendar time blocked out for you. Sometimes yeah. I see leaders and they're like, oh, I'm so busy. And, and then it's like, you run your own calendar, right? Like you can block a time that says thinking in your calendar. And if you're not doing that right now, listen to what 
right saying yeah. because it's really important it was something that i did and i still do i have sometimes i have a hard time as an entrepreneur not gonna lie but it's one of those things that it's one of those um behaviors that you have to kind of adopt that's why we have a meditation yeah. wellness course in retail you because it's it's um like 10 minutes to get you to kind of still your mind so that you can open it up to yeah. new processes and thinking because you only know what you know and inspiration pops in when you've opened your mind up and emptied yeah. it of the everyday to do's right yeah i was i was talking to someone about this uh a couple of weeks ago and i was saying it's interesting when you block out that time and you turn your phone off you turn your emails off and you block out the time and you go and spend it when you come back there's no phone calls there's no emails so it's interesting because so we're actually we're not as important as we think we are right so when you actually you have time and because it allows your team to actually do the do the work for you and allows them to grow and them to 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 actually um to step up and you know it's so important so um i've got a few more questions i'm looking at time we're doing good yeah. uh what did you do to develop the necessary skills to lead i was talking to a group of ryerson students last week and it was the topic was how to develop your leadership skills in the job that you currently have if you don't have a leadership job because i know in retail back in the day it was like you do the job and then you get the job and me i was like you i signed up for everything i'm like put me on the pilot put me on this put me on that i'll move to that store i'll go fix this and those experiences grew me um because i was part of groups of people and having to challenge my own skills and then reading books whatever but they asked me last week, you know, like they were asking me questions like, do you have to be like to be a leader? Like all these questions. And I was like, oh, these are golden. But, you know, we all grow in different ways. So what did you do to develop the skills necessary to lead? Or do you think that you were just naturally uh, the leader that you are today? Uh, oh, no, no, no. Look, I, there's, there's no there's no natural to it. And and I. Uh, look, I think we are we are who we are. I mean, that's that's who we are. We all have our own style, um, and we'll attract different team members. But you know, I, I just I took on every opportunity. Like I said, you know, um, if there was you know, go and visit this store or go and help these people out or or do that. But it was also about learning, um, and at different levels too. So if I could get onto a course, an external course, I would do it. Now, I, you know, I remember I did a Dale Carnegie course and. Um, and then when, when I moved to Canada as a president, obviously, um, like I said, you know, I, ne I never went to university. I left school at 15. I didn't, I completed grade 10. So I didn't have a higher school certificate. So when I, when I was in Canada here, I actually, um, I've done four small Rotman university courses. Um, and they're just three or four day, uh, courses, short, short ones that I found. And it's just about, you know, financial literacy or small uh, small business or leadership development. So just small things that you could do, read lots of books. But the one thing and where I learned most of my uh, information and skills was through lots of coffees, right? <laughs> lots of coffees with people. And and I, so I, my word of advice to, a, to the a young managers is find your future self and buy them a coffee, mm. right? Go and find your future self and buy them a coffee. And I was fortunate enough when I arrived in Canada 13 years ago, you know, I found um, a, a mentor or a, a coach and 
you know, um, he's, well, he's 83 now. He was 70 back then at the time. And he'd been in the retail industry. He was a prominent businessman. And I cold called him and bought him a cup of coffee. And we, we become great friends. And, and he taught me everything that I needed to know about business and challenged me every day and, you know, and drove me. And I, I, I still speak to him now. And, um, you know, I'll call every now and then. And, but he's always challenging, you know, he's, uh, and, and that came from a cup of coffee. I, I called yeah. and said, can I buy your coffee? And we, we struck up a great friendship and, um, you know, I was for, very fortunate enough to have him on my shoulder for 13 years. Yeah, it's not rocket science, right? People ask me this all the time. They're like, it's not, I'm like, it's not rocket science, reach out. But I think sometimes yeah. in retail, um, when I was growing up in the stores, it was kind of, I was reaching out in my own retailer uh, more than probably others and signing up for things. But just now you just reach out to people, like you said, your future self and then go have a coffee with them. I remember messaging two people in the last five years, one of them being Deanne from Retail Council Canada before I started yeah. building Retail You. And I said, oh, would you just have a coffee with me? <laughs> this random girl. Yeah, I worked at David C at the time and she's like, yeah, sure. And I was telling her my idea and she's like, go build it. Retail needs it, you know? And I was like, okay. And then I, another guy was um, the president, Michael Rossi of, um, of uh, Adidas and just said, we have a coffee with me and he did. And then I realized after that conversation, I want to be a president of my own company, not somebody else's. So that's yeah. <laughs> what kind of those two, those two coffee conversations pushed me, but I just reached out to them. And I think yeah. now more than ever, there's a lot of people like retail leaders, like yourself, me, other people that are willing to to help and inspire and give that mentorship. So I would say to everybody, like reach out. Or yeah. Somebody could just say no. Or and yeah. I, I'm terrible. I reach out like five, ten times because I know people are busy. <laughs> I just I, I do because I want to learn from people all the time. It, yeah. it really yeah. make, makes a difference, right? And it's interesting. It's a, I mean that's just who we are now. Like it's you know I was very fortunate enough to have people share and give me information and and help me along my journey and that's all I want to do now is, you know, our job is to pass it on. You know I mean? It's not for us to, to waste away with all of the information in our head. It's how do we, how do we pass it, pass it on? How do we develop the future leaders? How do we share our, our message and make them even more successful than what we, we are? Yeah. And, and we have platforms like LinkedIn now, which we didn't have 10, well, 15 years ago, we didn't, didn't exist, right? When we were growing up, yeah. you couldn't just message them through <laughs> LinkedIn, but now you can. So my yeah. advice to people watching this is exactly what Brett just said. Who do you want to be in 20 years time? And like, just reach out to them and connect with them and see what they, they have to say. Okay. Another question. Um, what is a common mistake that leaders make that you've observed or coached? Oh, um, Chasing too many things. And um, so there's a Russian proverb that goes, if you chase two rabbits, you, you will not catch either. Oh, and, I like and that. so so I'm 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 not talking about our day jobs, right? So there's a difference between being busy and having lots of things to do. Um, like that's just you that's just business as usual. You've got to you, mm. you've got to do your emails, you've got to make your calls, you've got to serve customers, you've got to clean the floor, like you've got to do your job. What I'm talking about is more strategically or when you get a good idea. So we get lots of great ideas. You know, we, we read or we, oh, that's a good idea. Someone talks. Today you might get a couple of good ideas. You know, it's about how you act, right? How you go, hey, there's a good idea. Take some time. Go and think about it. Um, strategize what needs to happen. Write a plan. And then actually the execution stage. 
is, is critical. But what happens is lots of people try and do, oh, that's a good idea, that's a good idea. They'll chase lots of things, but they'll never do one thing really well. Mm. Um, so if you get a good idea, take the time to actually execute properly, um, share it with your team, teach them how to do it, make sure you know what you're trying to achieve, have you know have all the data available, give yourself a time frame and actually put that action into place and the execution properly instead of just running around telling everyone you've got all these great ideas and actually nothing ever happening. Yeah, we teach that. Sarah was on last week. She's um, uh, one of the authors on a Retail You course and she was going that most people go from ideas to thinking to then action and they miss the plan step. Yeah, And that yep. I think in retail, we're really guilty of it because yep. we're all doers and we don't yep. take that time to step back specifically in in field well in a lot of other departments now because everybody's yep. just rushing really fast because of the speed that yep. it's accelerated at so that's really really great advice so okay i'm looking at time 9 27 all right i got a couple more questions so we're good um can you share who inspires you who inspires you oh well the, f the first the, the, the first people are obviously my family um I wouldn't be never. I wouldn't be in this position if I didn't have the support and the backing of of obviously my wife Michelle. I mean, you know, that's I owe everything to her um, and my kids now that have grown up. I mean, they they've got great careers, um, you know, and and they inspire me to see the people that they've grown up to and what they've achieved now as as Canadians from Australia. And you know, it, it wasn't easy for them to move, and they did really well. But I suppose when I look outside of my family. Anybody that allows themselves to be vulnerable inspires me. Mm. So people that want to be challenged and people that, you know, you know, I have managers and, and people that still call me for a cup of coffee and for mentorship. And when they open up and allow themselves to be vulnerable because they want to learn and grow, they are true in, they're, they're a true inspiration and they inspire me every day people that allow themselves to be placed in that vulnerable position for their mm. own development and growth, um, they're, 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 they're the people that, and ultimately they're the people that we want to help because if they want to grow and change and be challenged, they're the ones that we want to work with. Like mm -hmm. that nothing, nothing um, inspires me more than to help those people. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. I always felt like that with the people on my team and, I was always that person that was that person on that team. I was always wanted to be the easiest person to work with and be managed. The first person to sign up and say I wanted to learn something. And then the 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 first person that would pass it on to somebody else. You know, like and I did not know that you didn't have a high school diploma. That's <laughs> that that's vulnerability right there that you're sharing that on, yeah. on here. But um yeah, it's cool. It's like I have a 17-year-old right now that doesn't want to finish school and I'm freaking out, right? I'm like, yeah. no, but then you hear well, I, I, I'm, I meet I'm, people I'm like not, you and I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not an advocate and I'm not saying that no, you don't I know, go to I know college, but, but I'm saying it, it can be done even if it you can don't be go done. to school. Yeah. yeah, it can be done, which is inspiring for, for people. So um, what advice would you give a manager or a leader today that wants to, like they're looking at you and they're going, man, he was you know, a trainee manager and then ended up being a, a, a president of a retailer in Canada. And now, you know, you're doing, we talk to what you're going to do, you're doing now, but like, what advice would you give that person looking at your career and saying, I can, I want to follow in those footsteps? Yeah. Um, two points. Be patient. Like there's so many young people today as 
everything moves at light speed and they want to be, oh, I want to be the CEO tomorrow. Like, why can't I be the CEO tomorrow? Like, be patient. I was eight years as a store manager, years at a regional, like, learn, learn your craft, learn retailing, learn everything you can while you can as a manager. And that will hold you in good stead as a foundation. Be patient, like just be, be patient, right? Don't chase two rabbits, just have a little bit of patience. Um, and then the other thing is, like I said before, which I, I truly believe is find your future self and buy them a coffee. Like go and find a peer group, get outside of your your, your friends and mm. find a peer group or find people outside of your your company um, and your initial peers and actually go and um, go and build your network, build a really strong network and learn. You know, there's everybody you meet, there's a lesson to be learned if you're willing to listen. 100%. 100%. Then you've got to get your own ego out of the way and actually yeah. be willing to, like, listen. Yeah. And, and one thing I always say is um, learn – my my advice to people is if you're going to go have that coffee, learn how to ask really good questions. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. the, the more that you flip that script, like you said, like you're, you're at the bottom and your team are at the top. What do you do in that scenario? You ask questions to learn so that you can keep supporting. And if you're going to go off and do what Brett's, you know, Brett's piece, piece of advice is go find your future self, make sure you've got really great questions. There's good books about that, you know, like that that was one thing that I really developed in my leadership style over the years. I used to be at the beginning telling because I was like the manager had to know it all. And as I grew, I knew less, told less and asked more so that I could just facilitate. So I think, you know, learn how to ask great questions and go find your future self. And you'd be patient. You're right. It's like we all went through the ranks. We learned our craft and mastered it. And then it, it we got moved up. I, I think patience is key um in in developing and growing in your roles and everybody that we have on the positive effect that's grown up through that process said the same thing i mean we had a guy on that was a store manager for like 12 years in the same store and then got promoted to a regional director of all of um uh dubai and everywhere in aldo and he said the same thing he was in the same store for 10 years and then all of a sudden got propelled you know so it's a it's a big deal so, Brett, thank you so much oh, you. for joining us today and sharing your journey. And what I'd like to say to everybody, if you find this um, live in your feed, please share it with your retail network. We bring on amazing leaders like Brett every week to share their story. And we want to share this with as many people as possible so that, you know, you can get mentorship, words of wisdom and grow your retail career because the effect of positive leadership cannot be underestimated. So we're going to keep showing up every week and bringing these conversations um, to our to our wider audience. So, yeah, just share it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so uh, much. It you. was so great talking to you today. It's fantastic. Thanks, April. All right. Take care.